Welcome to Virtual Summit Success. I'm Jen, founder of Virtual Summit Search, and you're in the right place if you want to make the most of your Virtual Summit experience, whether you're a host or a Virtual Summit speaker. Let's get going with your next step to Virtual Summit Success. You're listening to a snippet from a Sell with a Summit speaker edition session. I talked with Tiffany about how to use PR, public relations, to leverage your summit speaking experiences. If you're not familiar with PR or how it works, stay tuned. Tiffany will explain. You can get so much mileage from summit speaking and PR can take you to a new level with that. All right, let's get going. So it may not seem like you can extend your virtual summit speaking experience into the real world very easily, but you might be surprised. If you're looking to make a bigger impact through your summit speaking, then get ready because during this session, we're talking about leveraging PR to boost your post-summit success. I'm Jen, host of Sub with the Summit Speaker Edition, and I'm so excited to introduce you to the fantastic, fantastic, I can talk today, Tiffany Urich, who is not only a PR strategist, but also an author, former TV personality, and university professor. Thank you so much for being here, Tiffany. Oh, thank you. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here. I love talking about marketing strategies that most people don't realize are even accessible to them. So this is a great pleasure. Yeah. And that's something that I think a lot of summit speakers don't utilize because like you said, they just don't even realize that it's an option. So I'm really excited to dive into this. And before we do that, could you give us an overview of your philosophy around boosting post-summit success through PR? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that people really often get confused with PR first and foremost, just to explain what we're talking about is they confuse PR and advertising. So when we're talking about public relations, it really is everything you say and do, but most people think of it in terms of media relations or publicity. So that's where uh, you get mentioned in a newspaper or a magazine or your favorite podcast or a television program or your contributor to a blog or something like that. That's publicity in a more traditional sense. And so a lot of people think, oh, I'm already paying for advertising this or that. And the great thing about publicity is that it's free. True PR, true publicity, media relations is free for a business. And so that's the first part of that philosophy is that this is an incredibly underused method because people don't realize that it's accessible. PR has such a sort of glamorous smoke and mirrors impression around it. And most people think that this is something that is reserved for billion dollar brands. They think that it's something that you can't do unless you're, you know, Coca-Cola or somebody like that. And you hire this big agency to do your PR. But PR is actually a really simple and very straightforward process if you know a few of the behind the scene keys, if you will, to making it work. And it's always seemed inaccessible to small businesses. And yet small businesses are the ones that can benefit the most. Small brands can benefit the most from a really effective, targeted, laser sharp publicity strategy. And so that's one of the big keys of my philosophy is that it's free and underused. And so learn some of those basic techniques and really incorporate it into your brand and into your overall marketing strategy. I think that there are different tactics and different strategies within marketing. And most people end up using just one again and again and again, but it's kind of like saying I'm going on a trip to Europe. And so I'm going to get in my car and drive to the coast and then try and drive my car through the ocean to Europe. It'll get you part of the way, but there's going to come a point that what you've been doing isn't going to keep working. And so having a bigger, broader picture of marketing and the tactics that are available to you can really help you grow your brand and expand your influence much more quickly and much more effectively. So learn about some of these underutilized things that you do actually have access to 
And then the second part of that is focus on how you can serve. A lot of times people say, well, I don't really want to be a celebrity. Like I'm not a Kardashian or something like that. And that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is creating useful, helpful content that serves audiences, just like you want to serve your audiences. You're just serving somebody else's audience, a reporter or a podcaster or a blogger or a television station, whatever it might be. And so you are creating content that's going to really serve their audience well, and then you are giving it to that media professional in a way that makes it easy for them to use. And that's a fantastic strategy for getting your name and your brand mentioned in the media. And so that's what we do. We help transform brands from best kept secrets into the go-to experts in their space. And it's really a very simple process, but I think the big key there is just learn what is actually accessible to you, learn what you can do and then make it happen. Love that. Because as a small business, we don't want to be a best kept secret because if we're a secret, no one's going to find us. <laughs> exactly. I tell people all the time, being a best kept secret is a great compliment, but it is a terrible business model. Yes. A hundred percent agree. So what would you say the first step that a summit speaker should take in order to build their PR strategy would be? Yeah. So the first thing I would tell anybody if you were coming to work with us, if I was teaching you in a classroom or whatever, the first thing I would say is understand your goal because you can really get excited. I think when people learn about what can be accomplished through the use of media relations for their business, they get really excited and it's very easy to get distracted. Just like any other area of marketing, you can get distracted by all of those shiny things. So knowing what your goal is right from the beginning is one of the most useful things that you can do for your strategy. So there are a lot of different kinds of goals that you might have. It might be brand awareness. You just want people to know that you exist uh, and, and know that you're there. That might be it. It may be that you have a specific time frame for a campaign because you're publishing a book or you're going to be launching a new YouTube channel or something like that. And so you want to drive traffic to that channel or drive sales for that book. You know, maybe it's pre-sales for that book, or it could be that what you're trying to really do is you've got an established business. You've got a system that you've developed as an expert. You've got an opinion on things and you are really wanting to build your standing as a thought leader in your industry. When you think in terms of the goal, it's going to dramatically shape the way that you build your campaign. For instance, if you're trying to increase sales, around a product or a service. The audience for that is going to be very different than the audience for thought leadership building, because within the thought leadership campaign, you're going to people in your own industry. You're establishing your leadership in your industry. And those are not often people that are going to be buying from you, buying services from you. And so those are two very different audiences. And so that's probably the most important and most practical step that you can take right out of the gate is really understanding what is this campaign going to accomplish? What time frame do I want to accomplish this in? And then who is the ideal audience? We hear a lot about the ideal client and this is very similar, but it's who are potential clients or who are the potential people that I want to hear about my message, really understand who they are and take some time to research the media that they consume and then start building a strategy to target those media outlets. Hey, just hopping in real quick. If you want to learn more about summit speaking strategies and how you can use them to grow your business, jump over to virtualsummitspeaking.com. I put together a free audio training that you can take on the go. Okay, now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Awesome. How would you say that summit speakers can use their summit speaking experiences as an interest hook when they're pitching folks for PR? 
Yeah. Okay. Great question. So when you're trying to create a hook, you're looking for what is newsworthy. And there are a few things that are going to be newsworthy. First is timeliness. Does this tie into the season, into some kind of an awareness day or an awareness month? Does it tie into something that's already happening in the media right now? Can you hook into something that's going on in a seasonal sense. So timeliness is one impact is another. If you can show that the work you're doing is creating some changes in people's lives, it can be a major impact for a small number of people or a small impact for a large number of people, you know, whatever it might be. Or if you can show that you do something that is local. So it has some terms of geographical proximity. One of the things I love when someone is getting ready to host a summit is actually going to their local media outlets and letting them know about that a couple of weeks in advance, because for a lot of people, let's say that it's a summit that's around a business topic, that newspaper or that local media will alert all those business owners in that area that, Hey, here's the summit that might be interesting to you. Or if it's something for parents or something for gardening or whatever it is, you will have a local audience that will be interested in that. And especially since so many summits have free access for people, and that's part of the hook, you know, to get them in a lot of media outlets will take that and will run with it. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in the digital business landscape that we forget that we have a very real, very local audience. And most people can build an entire business just on the local support if they needed to. I always encourage people to think about that when they're hosting a summit, let the media know locally so that people in your community can join in. And that's more real, more tangible support than you can often find online, especially when you're just starting out, you'll have that built-in support system. So timeliness, locality, what kind of locality you're in and impact prominence. If you do, of course, have somebody that is going to, um, connect with you in some way because of that summit that is a bigger name. You can use that to leverage some interest in the media. So there are lots of different ways that you can kind of build in that hook. And what I always try to do is find some aspect, some facet of your expertise that nobody is talking about, or that you can add either a controversial approach or an advanced approach. And so for instance, a perfect example, um, One of the strategies that worked for me really early on in building my business was I would look for podcasts that talked about marketing and talked about marketing for small businesses. And then I would approach them and say, you know, you've talked about advertising, you've talked about funnels, you've talked about Pinterest, you've talked about this and this and this and this, but you've never talked about publicity. And inevitably every single person would come back to me and say, I didn't, I didn't know we could, you know, like I I didn't know there was an expert out there talking to small businesses. And so those often became some of their most listened to episodes because nobody else was talking about it. But conversely, if someone is already talking about your business or your expertise or whatever it is, don't get stressed that they're not going to want to talk to you. Instead, see that as evidence that they're interested in the work that you do. And they're probably going to want more experts with different perspectives on that. So if there's someone they've already interviewed that is talking about your area of expertise, what can you do to add to that? How can you extend the conversation, give them something else to think about, or perhaps provide a controversial viewpoint. You look at it differently. You have a different philosophy. So get very creative and see where you can, again, meet a need where you can serve the audience by providing content that they aren't already covering or some other approach. So for instance, let's say if it's a photography summit, you know, and and this is something that you're wanting to leverage this opportunity and talk about it. Don't pitch a story. That's like how to take better pictures because 
that's so um, bland and generic and doesn't give us a, a reason to really emotionally connect with it. Instead, it would be something like eight ways to take better pictures of your kids on your iPhone. And so now we're connecting with a real audience with real needs and they can see themselves in that story. They can be like, oh, you know what? I didn't know that I needed eight ways to take better pictures of my kids on the iPhone, but I have an iPhone. I have kids. Yeah, let's read it. And so you're getting that exposure. So be thinking in terms of how can I make this very specific and how can I offer increased value for that media outlet and their audience? Perfect. I, I know we've covered a lot of things and folks are going to be able to go and take that, especially figuring out how to use their expertise and their experience to pitch their PR strategy. So I know you have a resource for folks that they can grab and they can start taking steps right away to start crafting that PR strategy before their next summit speaking engagement. So could you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So no matter who comes to me, no matter what context we're working in, one of the first things we do for our clients that we represent, our clients that we consult, our clients that we teach and coach, one of the very first things we have them do is create a press kit. And a press kit is just in this particular instance, a digital repository of some specific assets about your business that will make it easier for a reporter to say yes to you or a podcaster to say yes to you. And one of the reasons I love this is that it creates a level of polish. It elevates your brand and says, hey, we're ready for media coverage. We understand how this system works. We understand how to get ourselves covered. And just having a press kit and being able to offer that when you are reaching out to a media professional can do wonders for, again, elevating the professional polish of your business. And so again, one of the very first things we do, it's something that you can do in an hour or two. And so we've put together a checklist. that's the press kit in a day checklist. And I say in a day, but that would be an extremely leisurely day. Like you really can do it in an hour or two. And it's just going to be a collection of a few things like your bio and your images and a couple of other things that you can pull together in a digital platform that just hangs out there and it's ready to serve you whenever you need it. And I think that that adds an extra boost of confidence knowing that if an opportunity arises and you can grab it just like that, because you have that fundamental uh, piece of your puzzle in place so that when someone reaches out or you see an opportunity to be covered in the news, to connect with something newsworthy that's happening, you can reach right out and say, Hey, here's a link to my press kit. It's all set. It's all done. So we want to give that to everybody who's here at the summit so that they can use that and start building that PR strategy, because I'm really passionate about getting PR strategy into the hands of small businesses. I'm so excited for folks to grab that and start getting going on that because I, my husband has worked in PR, so I know how much of an impact that can make on a business. So thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your amazing expertise, Tiffany. It was so great getting to talk through all of this. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. So don't forget to go and grab the checklist. The button is down below the video. And if you have any questions for Tiffany, I'm sure she would be happy to answer them and help you get started on your PR journey. Absolutely. Thanks, Jen. There are so many fantastic ways to leverage your speaking experiences through PR, and in the full session, Tiffany also shared the best types of media for Summit speakers, how to reverse engineer where you want to be, and PR timeframes and interest hooks for Summit speakers so that you can make the most of your PR pitches. Go to sellwithasummit.com slash speaker edition to watch the full session and so much more. Don't forget to leave a review and let us know what your biggest takeaways are. You can do that on whatever podcast platform you're using, or send me and Tiffany a message. We would love to hear from you and find out what your biggest takeaway was. 
Thanks for listening to Virtual Summit Success. Don't forget to leave a review and let others know your biggest takeaways from this episode. Every review helps others find us, and the more successful virtual summits there are, the more new tips we'll have to share with you. For show notes, links, and other resources, go to virtualsummitsuccess.live.